Hello everyone! <laughs> We've done so well. I'm Tony. I'm Tally. And, and we, we are, are the Lazy Book Lovers. It's a hot day. There's a fan on. There's a window open with wind chimes. Just warning. Yeah. <laughs> Just warning everyone. It is what it is. Yeah. The background aesthetics are what you're here <laughs> for. Just, you know what? It's hot. We're British and we can't cope. And there's children screaming outside. Yeah. It's my, the my neighbours are screaming. We're just living in a built-up suburban area, like most of the UK. Mm. Lots of neighbour background noises. Yeah. There's a neighbour that always seems to have really good parties, and I can't figure out which one it is. Because you want to go hang out with parties. Well, they play really good music, oh. and I'm like, I want to come. I want to play with you. Uh, let me come over and play. Can I go and play? Send your mum over to us. <laughs> I mean, like, because they're the ones that, like, they their ends of their garden back onto ours, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's those houses. But I'm, I've never been able to match up with where they, like, where it wraps around in the street, which ones they are. Like, yeah, my brain doesn't the work like on, that. You just have to walk around the front and see what looks like, like it's got parts. What has lots of cars or something, yeah. You'd burn them out. Well, and then how do I get in? Well, I didn't get that far. Climb over the fence. <laughs> Just climb over the fence. Oh my god, like, like that episode of In Between Us when they climb into the party and he rolls yeah. in dog and he gets it on his plate. I'll just like turn, oh, they're bonfires, so I'll just turn up around the bonfire, like. <laughs> just out of the bush. <laughs> and that um, Homer Simpson. Can thing. I be your friend? <laughs> you could like act, throw a frisbee over, I'll climb over and be like, I was just retrieving my frisbee whilst I'm here. <laughs> But like I try playing my music in the garden to be like I'm one of you. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I don't anyway. even know what music you listen to. Like, what do you? It's listen really to? varied. Oh, okay. What music do they play then that you're like I'm one of you? They play like R and B and like they play Afro beats music and stuff. And like for a party, that's why I, I enjoy that yeah. stuff. You can with your butt do. I actually used to have a playlist that was like Shake That Ass, which was basically ones that were good to wiggle. <laughs> I like that. I the kind of dancing you used to do in a club that I no longer do in clubs because we don't go there anymore. Yeah, my Spotify Spotify playlist is called I'm a Depressed Bitch, but make it aesthetic. <laughs> so I think that tells you. <laughs> so, I have, so I have different vibes as well. So I have like a hyped playlist, which is like the Shake The Ass playlist, mm. but just a different name. So hyped is more kind of gym stuff. And then I have maintaining my sanity, which is just I, an endless stream. Of, I just add to. Like if I like it, it just gets it just added goes, to the stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, especially when I get a bit fixated on one particular song, um, so it goes in there. Uh, so it's a real that one's a real mixed bag. <laughs> and then I have in my feelings, which is sad songs slash songs that are nice to sing along to. So I've got four. There's one, I'm a dress bitch, I'm going to make it aesthetic. <laughs> and I've got Stamp Me Into Dust, please, and it's just my sapphic playlist. <laughs> um, and then I've got one that's Take Me Back, and it's like my MySpace days <laughs> music. And then one that's called... Actually, I'm not going to say what that one's called. Um, okay. Yeah. Can I see? And they'll just, they'll get the, my reaction. Show me. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna need an explanation later. <laughs> so, contextless. Enjoy. <laughs> I can't. I can't say it now that we just spoke to your brother as well. I can't. Say yeah, that. we'll have to just do it off, <laughs> off air. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> Right, we're going to get to the point really right. quickly. We're going to do reading an update. Woo! <laughs> really quickly. I've already spoken Yeah, anyway. So, <laughs> for me, I know I've been really shit this year with the reading. I mean, there's no such thing as... I mean, this is the whole premise of the reading. podcast. Yeah. But as in for what I wanted to achieve, but then this year had other plans for me. Yeah. Um... How many books do you usually read a year? Because you do track how many you read, don't so you? So I've been trying to get to that 52 for yeah. like four years now. What's your like average? Last year was the most I've done. 
COVID? Uh, I think my average is like around the 30s mark, mm. really. And that depends how many holidays I have and what kind of holidays they yeah, are. Yeah, like when you that makes holiday, all the difference. You read like all Seven the books, yeah. Or whatever, yeah. So that makes all the difference for me. So I think I counted up recently. I'm up to like 22. Okay, this year that's total. Good. Which, like, if I could stay on track, we're kind of halfway ish through the year. So I might catch. I might finally do it this year. Mm. I don't know. Well, that's physical books. No, no audios or anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you count audios, then I'm well over it every year. Do you count audios as the first time you listen to them? Yeah, but because I'm in re-listening. You, you don't, you don't yeah. count re-listens. Re- like, obsessively listening to Akamath over I would, and over. Like, if I reread a book, like, three times in one year or whatever, I would be like, I've read mm. three books. Like, yeah. It's really hard to do on Goodreads. That's why you should go to Storygraph. Oh, you Not don't even track it properly. Uh, I have oh. a note <laughs> on my phone. Fair enough. That makes and the, you know the story I have on my Instagram. Oh yes, you so I add it to the that. highlight that I have for my stories. Yeah. And so every time I add it, basically, I tried to do that this year to copy you, mm. and I think I got to book six, and then I stopped. But you can, if you put it on your story at any point, yeah, you can go no. add it to the highlight reel. Okay, well, so that's why it's, <laughs> that's why you always get the token effort. It's like two in the morning, and I'm like, oh, I haven't done the boomerang, yeah. and I'll just do quickly <laughs> do a boomerang of the book I'm reading, and then it gets added to the highlight. So that's. That's the only, yeah. Seems to be the system. But yeah. My goal was sixty books this year. Mm. What did surpass that? But I've I've been reading a lot recently. It's yeah. been unlike I mean you and you and reality have been having a little bit of a break, but mm. understandably. Yeah. So this on my story graph it says seventy six books. Oh my god. That's my everything. So like my graphic novels. Yeah. Movie, which are books. But if you were to just say like novels i think i'm on 46 so so pretty good i just i i have been yeah as you said me and reality have not been seen i have a little bit of a break don't blame you yeah life's crap Mm -hmm. let's read monster 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 smart (laughs) right let's discuss some books surprisingly i don't have much erotic to share ah okay i thought you were gonna I thought we were having lots of them this time. No, actually, um, because I went into big detail of The Dragon's Bride last time. Yeah. And the other one I've read is, spoilers, I have mentioned it two episodes ago, <laughs> Morning Glory Milk and Farm. <laughs> oh, no. Which, uh, I'm not going to go too much detail of, because I went into loads go of detail back two of that episodes for my reaction. Episode, and Tony does not want to hear milking anymore. <laughs> So, shall I do a couple of mine? Yeah, because mine is going to be extremely short. I passed my theory test this month, so... Yes, you did. Oh, it was well done. Busy little bee. I'm so proud of you. That was your first first attempt. Mm. Very good. I wasn't going to do that shit again. Nah. (laughs) So determined. (laughs) But the the last week before my test where I was, like, revising, I was like, I just want to (laughs) die. Was it... Did you find it easy? So what I did was um, I found a site that did practice tests. Mm. So I, I did revise using like the Highway Code book. Yeah. And then best thing I did was I just obsessively did the practice tests over and over and over and over. So I kind of memorised a lot of the answers. Yeah. But that's how I got through my GCCs as well, just like memorising. I mean, isn't that what tests are? Just what yeah. you can remember. It's they're like, not what you learn, yeah. not what you can remember. I mean, there's like multiple choice. They're fairly logical. So it was like also just use your brain. Yeah. So I think I got 47 out of 50. Oh, really Do they still have the portion where you have to click hazards? Yeah, I, I didn't do really as well with hazards. I was really worried that I would overclick on that. Mm-hmm. But actually, I think I did all that. I didn't I do enough practice tests of that. So I, I only passed that by like four points, but I still passed, so. Yeah. It's good enough for me. <laughs> I mean, I have been driving for, I don't know, like 10 years now or something mm. like that. And there's still signs that I see them, and I'm like, I'm gonna look up what that is. It's a bit too much for my brain now because I'm just driving along going, that means that. And like, this is the way my brain works. My brain would just be like, that, 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 that means that, that means that, that means that, that means that. And then, like, I'm just like, I'm so distracted. Because <laughs> I'm in a car now. Yeah. I'm like, really struggling. There's loads that I, I look at them and I'm like, I see that all the time. I should look up yeah. what it means. <laughs> oh, I've got my highway code book here somewhere. Um, like I can't remember yeah, now. I've got a Prego brain as well now. Yeah. Right. 
So, I um, I read the first book in the Murderbot Diaries series. I don't know if you heard of this. No. It's a sci-fi series about a... It's kind of like... I guess it's like a, a future where we have these robots that are quite... Like, some of them are quite hard to tell apart from humans kind of vibe. Hello. And this... This robot that calls itself Murderbot because it's previously <laughs> so it's self named Murderbot. Yeah. Okay. So um, it previously has been used to mur- like in in like a war kind of. Yeah. It's overridden its its programming, so it can think for itself. Yeah. And so it's given itself a name, and it pretends it's just a normal robot, but yeah. it's actually completely um, like self sufficient. No, it doesn't want to do. Oh, okay. He calls he calls himself Murderbot because he's, he's he doesn't want he's upset he's yeah. reminding himself and all he wants to do is watch his favourite serials like TV novellas. <laughs> um, so he gets hired out. I say he is a robot, but I think in the book the robot refers to itself. He gets like hired out by crews that are doing various things, and he goes along as like security. And this one follows him with a team and he's doing their security um they're on a planet and they're collecting samples yeah. for something or other. He doesn't actually care. He doesn't really want to know. He just wants to do the bare minimum of his job and then go watch T V mm-hmm. and that's literally all he wants to. It's a it's a novella, it's only hundred and forty pages, so I won't talk much more than yeah. that. But it's the start of the series. <laughs> and he's just really fun. And then at the end of this episode at the the end of this book he goes off by himself mm. so i mean i can't work i don't know if it's like a spoiler i don't think it is but like the, the team he's working for are really impressed with him so they decide to buy him from the company oh okay and like give him his independence oh okay cool and then at the end he just like goes off on adventures and there's a whole series the murder this one was called all it. systems red and it's by martha wells the rest of the books, I think, are, like, novel size, mm. but this first one is, like, a novella. So would you say this is, like, kind of YAE-esque? Um, perhaps. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, got really good humour with it. It's yeah. It's, like, a lot of people's complaints of it is they just didn't really get the humour. So I think if you like, you know, if you like kind of hitchhiker's guide and tongue-in-cheek british humor i think you would enjoy yeah yeah Um, is it a british author do you know no i think she's american but yeah so well the rest of the books are around 160 to 200 pages so yeah like this is like the the beginning it was like a three and a half hour or four hour audiobook so nice yeah it was fun I read a arc, which was like an anthology, and it was called Enchanted Forest. And they, all of the money was is being sent to the deforestation charity or something. Okay. And I saw that they'd done a previous one, which was called Enchanted Water or something like that. And all that money went to like clearing a charity that cleared sewage out of the ocean or something. I like it. So yeah, it was really cool, and it introduced like 10 new authors to me and they Ooh. were all short stories based around the forest oh okay so it's like a collection then yeah and they oh, all approached that. it completely different ways yeah you know like some of them were like adventure some of them were romance yeah some of them were blah, blah, blah. yeah loved it it was really fun i've got a, a full review on my website and i made a little reel of the aesthetics on my instagram if you want to check it out yeah. and then let me talk about one more and then we'll do some of yours. There's <laughs> not much to say. <laughs> um, I read... So I'm trying to read the shortlist. The yeah. shortlist from the Women's Fiction Prize. I okay. might have mentioned it before. I can't I don't remember. remember you mentioning this, but um, that doesn't mean much. <laughs> so I finished the first one. Yeah. And it was called The Sentence by Louise Erdrich. I have a review on my tiktok it she's was, been busy on the socials guys <laughs> it was bloody fantastic yeah so the author louise erdrich yeah. she owns a independent bookstore in minneapolis i think it is it's called like beach bark books or something like that and it only sells indigenous or native american okay. authors fiction or um, non-fiction about them and um, she herself is indigenous yeah. 
and I can't remember what her like the the tribe I, I can't remember if they're called tribes but like the the indigenous group she's from I can't remember mm. what they're called but if you check out my TikTok review it says in there and she decided to write a fictional story yeah. kind of basically based in that bookshop yeah so it follows a, an indigenous woman called Tuki and she works at this independent indigenous bookshop yeah. and it's it's based in her bookshop and so at the beginning of the story Tuki's like reflecting on her life leading up to where the story starts so she went to jail for something very stupid it wasn't stupid but yeah. it was stupid she helped her friend her friend's boyfriend died when he was at his mistress's house and she oh. agreed to go and get the body and bring it across state to her friend but it turned out that he had cocaine on his person so she uh it was like grand whatever yeah like yeah blah 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 anyway she got a really bum deal because as an indigenous yep. woman in america yep. She got sentenced to sixty years or something, but her Good. lawyer never stopped fighting, and she gets out early on parole. Yeah, but she does go into a little bit of detail of what she has to deal with whilst in jail. Mm-hmm. Content warning: She tries to take her life a few times. She is treated quite badly. Yeah, indigenous woman in American prison. Yeah, well, that's all on par for like what actually happens. <laughs> yeah, so she gets out early, and she gets a job at this bookstore. And that's where the story kind of starts, even though there's a little prequel of her yeah, thinking like, back in her life. Yeah. Okay. And Louise Erdrich has decided she was just going to write a story about a ghost in her bookstore mm. who was a customer who died and decided never to leave and just decided to stay in the fiction section. Yeah, I'll um, do that. And she decided to do it just based, set over a year, including current events. Yeah. The year she chose was 2020. Oh, dear. So a lot happened. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot, obviously COVID, mm-hmm. and she was writing it as it was happening. Yeah. So you know, from them not knowing anything to blah blah blah, and of Bit the of, murder of George yeah. Floyd, which really affected like the indigenous community as well as anyone that's a minority in mm-hmm. America. Probably anyone also with features that could be mistaken for. Asian features by sort of ignorance. Mm-hmm. Obviously, then the the kind of racism they were subjected to because it being called the Chinese virus yeah. and all that kind of stuff that happened in America. Like, I hate crimes against Asian people. Ridiculous. Like, yeah, it 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 deals with all of that. But it's the really storyline is actually about it's a ghost in the bookstore. Yeah, and it's about Tuki who she feels that because of all these bad things she's done. That's why she's been haunted by this ghost. Mm. And Tookie is with a... Uh, she has a husband, Pollux, who was actually the police officer who arrested her. And then they oh, remet. And then, yeah. And at the beginning of the story, Pollux's daughter comes to stay for, like, Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. And she turns up with a baby who neither of them knew she was... Didn't even know she was pregnant. Oh, and okay. so because of COVID she ends up staying with them over the course of the year yeah. and it's kind of like about their family and stuff and Tookie coming to terms with all of the trauma she's had in her life and she's never dealt with it mm. and because she suddenly finds herself with a lot of time on her as hands, everyone did during COVID yeah. it is a fabulous book yeah, it sounds so interesting it's not a light read you need to check out all of the triggers mm-hmm. it it was so worthy of its place on the shortlist. Like, yeah. it was just amazing. So this is a published author, not an indie. Yeah, there's a yeah. published author. And I listened to it as an audio. And it was um, narrated quite, quite by the... audio. It was narrated by the author as well. So oh, that's cool. it was yeah. nice to hear, like, the indigenous dialect from an indigenous person. Yeah. Yeah, must be really intense as an audio. Yeah, so the women's prize, the women's fiction prize, the shortlist is six books, and they're always books they're contemporary. So that's why I decided to like try and do it as a little challenge myself. They've already picked the winner; the winner's been announced. But because I don't really read contemporary, I was like, I will read these six books by female authors that are deemed to be the best among like. Yeah. So this was one of them, and I'm listening to another one on audio now called. The Bread the Devil Need 
and it's by let me just grab the author's name it's by lisa allen augustini and this as her, she is from trinidad and tobago yeah. and the entire book is written with their dialect and their creole so I'm listening oh, to wow. that as a audio from the but author, that must be so cool. and it's fantastic. And I know for a fact, if I had read it as a physical book, because I got them all yeah. out from the library as physical, I looked through them and I decided which ones to do as audio instead. Yeah. And I know that if I'd read this as a physical, I wouldn't have picked up the context of a lot of it. Yeah. But when I'm listening to it as an audio, there's been very few points where I've been like, "What she's saying," mm. like because. It just makes sense. And that one's about... So this is a current read, but this one is about a woman who is in an abusive relationship. So they're all very... Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of all very hard-hitting. Yeah, well, it's probably why they end up on the left. Yeah, a bit exactly. Gripping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. They're the one... Yeah. Go on, you, you do one or two or three. <laughs> so I have been reading Throne of Glass series. I'm on to the third book, Sarah J Mass. So there's another series by her. I'm really enjoying them. They're quite good. It's so like Aelin, the main character, she's got a different name at the start. So she's she's Selena, so you might have seen like Selena, Selena being mentioned. I've only ever seen Aelin Aelin. Yeah, that's because that's like her real name, but oh. you don't find that out until like book three. Oh, okay. And the moment it's like revealed. I don't know if it's spoilers, they've been out ten over ten years. Well, so I've only ever known her as Aelin, so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, all the, all the things refer to her as Aelin, mm. but no, she's Selena at the start of the books. She's had like two different love interests already, and she's like, I think we're on our way to our third one now, which is quite good. I like that Sarah J Mass does that. Have you experienced the crossover with Akatol yet? No, I think that happens it's later. It's only a like blinking and missing kind of moment. Yeah, no, she hasn't gone into like other worlds yet. She's okay. like opened the one portal. Because but... they're all, and like the Crescent yeah. City one, are all in the same... Yeah, because in in this world, she lives in a land that's ruled by a human king, and like basically he outlawed magic, and then somehow magic just disappeared. And they like obviously obviously these things two things are related, but the king doesn't claim to be like have made the magic disappearing happening. But obviously, so is it like it's disappeared through genetics, or it's just just disappeared overnight? It just went. Okay, okay, that's not overnight, but it happened. It just happened. Everyone. Like people got it's sick. It's not like because over of it. years. It's no, just... like so a lot of people who obviously had strong magic got really sick because of it because it just happened mm. instantly. This king has like colonized a lot of the world where he's outlawed this magic, and our main character was part of like the rebellion to stop him. Okay, and she is starts out where she's enslaved in one of their like camps, basically where this basically death camps where they're sent to mine until they die. And she's rescued from there by the, his son, the prince, and his very handsome head guard of, like, the thing. Hello, sir. And they don't know anything. They, they, She's the assassin. She's, like, an assassin for one of the kingdoms that fell. And she was quite well known in the war for killing a lot of... Assassinating a lot of big people oh, okay. who were, like, on the king's side. And then she got caught and obviously sent to this this place is she like a not like other girls kind of vibe or no like as in she's just really good at killing okay cool and she's like i could stand and she's like aware twig. yeah from the beginning like she knows her power she's not... yeah she knows her... okay she knows this sounds like something i would like <laughs> so she she knows that she's like the world's best she assassin but no one believes that she's a 16 year old girl no one believes she's the world's best assassin yeah because you wouldn't would you? and like all the rumors about her from the war are like that she's a man that she's a lot older like all of this kind of stuff like so yeah, no one actually no knows to believe well, Even basically, if they were told they wouldn't believe they, it. They they thought the fact that the famous assassin that nearly brought down the king, the fact that she was a sixteen year old girl, fifteen at the time of when it was happening, they were like, it might make us look a bit weak. Uh, yeah, so we're just going to spread that it was a big bulky six. Well, they man just basically never let anyone actually see what she actually looked like, and then she's brought back because by the prince, the prince like tracks her down and brings her out. Because the king is holding a competition to find his champion, but champion's just a nice word for his own assassin, essentially. So he's holding these games, and all the lords are putting... So he doesn't lose his, like, grip on the nation again? Yeah. yeah. So he's... All the lords are putting forward their champions, and the prince has decided, like, he's done sitting on the sidelines when his dad does dodgy shit. So he's 
gone and found his own champion, which is her. Ah. And it's like a bit controversial that he went and found the like the assassin. That is quite controversial. Um, yeah. And then they get so they have these. The first book is like literally her recovering from like being a slave, essentially. Is she just like yeah, go on then. Which right. she's like a basic. The conditions that she's presented with are win Death or the that, champion yeah. or go back to the to, to end of it so so like there's a whole thing of like at end of it she managed to escape and she was literally only tried to escape because she thought she'd get shot down so there's all that kind of history as well of like she reached a point of like she was like i'm done and then this is after that's happened so it's all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and then so the first book is literally just these champions her winning but there's like other shit going on oh so that's not the ongoing story no. arc so the oh, first book is just, just her one. becoming the king's okay. her, like becoming the king's champion like fighting to become champion but like there's mysterious deaths happening in the castle and champions are being killed off and something weird's going on and at first she's like it's not my problem I'm just here to not be a slave anymore yeah, I'm not like, interested not my problem yeah. like I know I was a big Talk deal to someone else I was a big deal in the war before but now I just want to be free so she basically the conditions are she's champion for four years and then she's free okay oh well that's um, worth it so that's why she's doing that yeah. she just wants to be free she's like I'm out I'm done once I'm, once I'm free I'm going to disappear I don't want anything to do with it anymore change my name you won't even know yeah. Like, yeah yeah so that's her like kind of whole thing and then she's off and then uh the ghost of the queen who was like from back in the day before like the ancestor of the king that's doing this to her he, she's like go do things please like you're the like you're gonna have to fix this and she's like i don't want to fix this yeah, it's no, not my problem yeah. and this this ghost is like no you need to fix it <laughs> and then she's like, I'm not I like gonna... how she's getting told off by ghosts. Yeah, and she's like, I'm not going to fix it. And then she starts begrudgingly like doing the clues, and she's yeah. like, I've said nothing better to do. I was just bored. And then like, so throughout the next couple of books, you kind of get all like Selena's backstory. You find out she's not really Selena; that she's alien, and alien is actually the heir to the throne of the kingdom that like the, the king overthrew. Ah, so and then and you... she knew. Yeah, she knew. She knew. She knew the whole time. She so when oh, she sounds like a good character. Yeah, she's really funny. She's like really sarcastic, like really, really sarcastic at all times. That's like me when I read Alcatar. You know, like Feyre can be sometimes a bit of a wet blanket before she goes through her like character arc and gets a bit better. All the time, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Aelin is like not a wet blanket at all. It's so funny. Like she's literally like being trained by these like men, and she's and then she's like at some point she's having to pretend to be weaker than she is to sort of go under the radar and then she kind of finally has enough and she literally like takes out someone in like three moves oh my god and then she's like she just bows and walks out the room I'm done like Katniss yeah, yeah thank you for your consideration <laughs> and just leave um, so like and then um, she makes a friend who is the princess in a neighbouring kingdom which basically they're trying to overthrow the princess comes to like try and stop that but she has another agenda and it turns out she knew Aelin's like real identity all along but never told her and like it's basically trying to encourage Aelin to like come out of the shadows, basically, and um, to, like be who she was born yeah. to be, kind of thing. Yeah. So she has a little thing with Dorian, but like she's like, it will never work out. Like this can never happen. Mm. And Dorian's like, I don't really get it. Like I know you're the king, the king champion, but I don't know why we can't be together. Like he's like, he doesn't get it. It's because the whole time she's the heir to another throne. Mm. Who could wait? Is Dorian the prince? Yeah. Okay. So Dorian. But wouldn't prince. that be frowned upon as well? Because is that a yeah. secret? Well, it's kind of like, obviously, he's the prince, he's a well-known player, so he could, as long as it wasn't serious, he could. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's well-known for it, basically. And just, like, playboy around. Yeah. From there, she gets with Cole, the captain of the guard, and that's quite a cute little storyline. And then that doesn't work out because of various reasons. And so now I'm at the point where she's gone off on a little adventure now to the... Because basically, there's this world, but there's a land where the fairies were banned to... And that's where magic still is. There's like a line where magic starts again. Okay. She's gone. She's gone there now. So she's still doing this on the king's orders. She well, she's sent there under pretense of king's orders. So basically, the captain, and the guard, convinced the king to send her there for like actual assassin reasons. Yeah. But really, she's going there to try and stop shit that the king's doing, which I yeah. can't tell you because it's a spoiler. Yeah, yeah. But there's like this undercurrent of but it's still within that four years. How did how did the king colonize the world so quickly? How did he like? Magic vanished at the same time he was doing this. Suspicious. How did yeah. he achieve that? Okay, okay. And yes, yeah, so she's gone to that world, and it turns out she's actually Faye, 
but has a human form. And, like, in this world, Faith have a different form mm-hmm. that they can shift into. Like, she, Robin, is he shifts into an eagle and things like that. That sounds And cool. that's where we are. She's now learning how to use her powers. Cause okay, she, that sounds really good. It's really... It's like... I was surprised. I went in, like... Because, obviously, the first Akatar book is... It is what it is. And then sometimes throughout the rest of the books, there's lots of stuff in there. There's lots of knees buckling and growling. And I've actually heard a lot of people barking. say, um, as enjoyable as Akatar is, it's the weakest of the series. Yeah. Like the free series. Yeah. So... Like, all the muscles barking and... There's so many. And the limp. Yeah, Lynch, Lynn, like Lynn. Ta- Tamlin being a piece of like furniture. He pushed Tamlin aside like a curtain. He walked past Camp Tamlin like he was just an object. Like, like there's lots of that. Oh, I saw a TikTok recently that was the um someone just in their dream casting of yeah the males from Akatar. I'll have to tag you in it. I oh my god, the ones with I in, liked a few of them. In Summerhalder is Reese. Yeah, so um she did blanket. An option younger in Summerhalder, probably, but yeah. Of either her options were either in Summerhalder, who was a new option. Her original was she always said Jamie Dornan, Dornan, Dornan. But I think that he would be suited for Asriel. Yeah. Oh, I found on Etsy, and I, I bookmarked it because I was going to get it as your Christmas present, but it's thirty pound delivery from America, so that's not happening. But it it was a glass that said Asriel's bitch on it. <laughs> And I found that I was like, you oh, know me so well. <laughs> I was like, that's like a baby shower gift like, or a better uh, Christmas present. <laughs> I kind of really hope that they never do an Asriel book, mm. just because the fandom version of Asriel is so great. Yeah. I don't want to meet. The uh, real hopefully, Asriel. Sarah J. Mass reads that. Maybe yeah. but she's I pretty clued up on the fans. I feel. I, like, yeah. I know. I don't. I don't want the real Asriel to not be what the yeah. fandom has decided he is. Yeah. <laughs> I've only read the Cassian books, like, did him justice. So, Cassian, Cassian is, like, a pure himbo, though, isn't yeah, he? Cassian's like, great. We love him. He's a golden retriever, and we love him. I love all the memes about him, though, and all that. Anyway, tangent. Anyway, so, yeah, that's what they're about. I'm surprised. I've enjoyed them a lot. I would like to spend more time reading them, but I've just been a bit busy. I would definitely check them out. I was, I think I they're might do the Crescent City first, because I physically own them, and I'm trying to deal with my... Physical, yeah. I've got Crescent City too, yeah. but I, I don't know. I, just found I kept seeing memes about this series, so I was like, I'm going to go for that next. Yeah, because I don't own this series. I, I mm. have borrowed the first three books, but there's no hurry for them to be returned. Mm. Um, and I have both the books from the Crescent City, yeah. so I'll probably do that as my... Crescent City is meant to be quite sad. Like, everyone's yeah. saying, like, everyone's devastating. Saying, like, the second one is heartbreaking yeah. at the end. But then everyone gets really devastated by what happens to Rezand in the last book. And I was like, I knew he was not. That wasn't going to happen for realsies. I knew. I knew. So, yeah. It's a good good book. And I really like Aileen. She's so sarcastic and funny. And, like, she's literally always just taking the piss out of these male protagonists. Why did Sarah J Maas have to do Aileen and Elaine? That's not. Just don't do that, please. Yeah. Sometimes you get them mixed up when you're talking about Akatar. Yeah. just don't correct you. They're all um, from the same universe. I don't care anymore. Yeah, so like her other name, Selena. Apparently, it's Selena. Is how you supposed to say it's American. Selena. But yeah, but Americans don't know how to say names properly. Yeah, like Craig or Graham. Craig. Craig. <laughs> but ages, I seen that was a different name, and I was like, yeah. how do they spell that? They spell that C R E G or no? And then I discovered it was just Craig, and they didn't know how to say it. <laughs> Imagine if your name was something like that and then you moved out there and everyone was suddenly really badly pronouncing yeah. your name. You'd be like, I'm sorry. It's not Craig, it's Craig. Read? Yeah. <sighs> like, what? Fred, I can't, no one can say my name. I live that life with no one in what, to say my um, name. Your full name. Yeah, Antonia actually. or Tony. Mm. Antonia? Well, people can't say my name mm. because it's missing a letter. So they, get, they just go for really random pronunciations. <sighs> I get a lot of Natalia, and I'm like, okay, I know I've got a missing letter, but why are you adding letters? Yeah, you just want to made up a letter. People do that with my surname a lot. Natalie, and I'm like, yeah, that would do. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's it. Yeah, that's the that three books good. I've read since the last update. Okay, I've just got a couple more I can discuss. I read. Oh my god, this is my um, book okay. round robin book. Okay, round robin book that I do. You've been getting such good stuff in your round robin. A discovery of witches. 
Oh, I've had this for ages. Oh, I've never God. read it. Should I? It was so good. Read it, read it, read it. Okay. Read it. Read it. Read it. I can't wait to read the rest of the trilogy, but you know, I've, I've just got, got space first, them out. I've got two. So if you want the second one, it is in here somewhere. Oh, I don't know yeah, where. I have an investigation. But I'm sure I bought, bought the first two. By uh, Deborah Harkness. And now I'm going to watch the show. Mm-hmm. Because now I'm like, it was... Oh my god, it was so good. It was such a big book. It was like 600 pages. Yeah. Like, what? I, I, I mean, I'm sh- they can't see me, but like, it's, yeah, it's like that it's thick. A, it's a yeah. hinge book. It's yeah. like two, three inches thick. It was so, so good. I knew nothing it, about like, it. Live up to the hype. I knew nothing about it. I didn't know it had hype. I knew nothing about it. I just read it because mm. it was sent to me for the round robin. Yeah. And it was so, so bloody good. So it follows. Our main character, Diana, she's a witch, but she's kind of like, not, it's not like she is, well, yeah, she's kind of avoiding being a witch. Okay. Basically, she's a bishop, which is like one of the oldest witch families. There's a few of them that were like, you know, date back to before Salem, like these witch names. Um, So her parents were both very powerful witches. And they were killed when she was younger, like murdered, okay. when she was like five or something. Because of their powers? Well, she never knows. Okay. But so she is determined to never use magic because she believes they died because of their yeah. powers. So she's kind of like avoided her powers her whole life. She has just gone down a route of education. So we love a well-read queen. Yeah. You're like, she's a doctor technically she's got mm. phd and all this and she is now in i should know because half the book is set there i think she's in york she's in england at this point yeah and she is at one of the old colleges so i think it's york i don't know why i can't remember and she is studying for like something i think she's already got a phd so i don't know what she, or she is an additional research okay. or something like that Postdoc. In the, yeah, in the holidays. And then when term time starts, she is a tutor there as well. Yeah. And she lives on the college, like in one of the college campus buildings. And she is studying. So she's always had a real interest in alchemy. Okay. Like the history of alchemy and how much of it was actually magic, like witches and yeah. stuff. So that's kind of what her her research has always been about. Like, So in this world, do they know witches exist? Like the wider population? No. Okay. No. So that's her research. Now, there's two other magical types in this world. There's vampires. Yeah. And there's demons. Okay. They're all aware of each other and they do not interact at all. Okay. Like, they all, you know, she grew up hearing horror stories about vampires and demons. Vampires grew up hearing horror stories. You know, yeah, yeah, okay. They do not Like, separate mix. communities. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're all aware, obviously, of each other. They can sense each other. Yeah. When a, as part of her uh, witch powers, she can sense when someone's looking at her and it feels different depending on whether it's a human, a vampire or a demon, like she knows. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of like the base of the story. So there's these three powerful creatures that live in our human world. Humans do not know about them. Yeah. So she is in the the library, one of the libraries at the university, yeah. and she's doing her alchemy research, and she has to, like, request manuscripts, and they're all, you know, really old, like, ancient manuscripts. Yeah. So she gets them, she can only look at them in the library, blah, 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 and she's going through them, picking out which one she needs for her research. And one day, one arrives, and when she's looking at it, she realises that there's some sort of magical gleaming on it, like witch yeah. magic on it. And so for a moment, what's written down shifts and she sees the actual text. It's like hidden text within the text. Oh. And it starts a, like, it just starts the craziness of her story. I mean, this happens in the first, like, three chapters Oh, or wow, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. Like, <laughs> yeah. So then she returns the manuscript. She's like, actually, I don't need this. Yeah, she returns yeah. it. She thinks it's weird because it's obviously bewitched by witches. Yeah. She's like, whatever, whatever. And then Not suddenly me. there's loads of vampires and demons turning up everywhere. They're in the library. They're everywhere on campus. Yeah. And they all seem to be watching her. 
And she's like, why are they watching it? Mm. So she finds out that this manuscript is actually considered to be like the oldest manuscript that basically explains the origins of vampires, witches and demons. And mm. all three of the communities want it. And it's been missing for thousands of years. And she just accidentally called it from the stacks because she has this strong magic that she never let her use. Yeah. yeah. And a, a gentleman a vampire. Of course. He kind of... Is he tall, dark and handsome? He is indeed, yes. Yeah. How did you know? <laughs> um, he kind of... He, he obviously wants the manuscript. Yeah. He wants it for his own reasons. And he kind of becomes like her bodyguard almost to keep the other vampires, demons mm. and witches away. They do very early on. Get get together. Yeah, good. Um, I like it when they. I, I like it drawn out, and sometimes I don't. Yeah. Um, I mean, they kind of. It's like they they end up together, but neither of them kind of acknowledge that they're together. But everyone refers to them yeah, as breaking the covenant codes of yeah. being together, and they're like, we're just friends. We're not together. They yeah, they clearly are. <laughs> um, and so she finds out that he wants the manuscript because he has spent years and years trying to find out why the bloodline well not bloodlines because they're vampires but basically demons vampires and witches are starting to die out yeah and he thinks this manuscript holds the Answers, knowledge yeah. of how they can stop it yeah and then there's a lot of evil witches and etc that mm-hmm. come for them um he ends up taking her to his family home to meet his mum to keep her safe and she ends up having to accept her powers and try and learn them. And there's two more books. It's a very long book. Sounds it is really good. fantastic. Yeah. Every- Sam, it's, yeah. I knew it's something I would like. At no part, at no point was I like, this is dragon. Yeah. I love Like, really good pace. Loved it, yeah. And, like, her relationship with everyone is just brilliant and mm. their little love story. I don't think it's a spoiler because... I mean, there's two more books, so yeah, and it's a it's a vampire and a witch. It's clearly they're clearly yeah. good together, and it's just really good. I think you would really love it. I I know I it's would. Very um, from what I've seen, it reminded me of a few things. So it reminded me a little bit of Twilight, but mm. in a good way. Yeah, it reminded me of the Atlas Six in that it's very magic theory, science, yeah, magic, and it kind of reminded me of. Dan Brown's books because it's like the okay I don't know if you've read any of his but his are always like about secret societies yeah, and stuff yeah. and they like okay cool so you know there's talk of Templars and stuff like that in this book oh I love um, it yeah perfect I have to, I have to find up. I'm sure it's because that's the that's the miscellaneous yeah vampire <laughs> supernatural section so it's probably in there in the miscellaneous section in the miscellaneous section mm-hmm. and there's two more that I would like to talk about yeah go for it and the rest go on my good re- no not my good reads go on my story graph and you can see what I read if you're interested so I read for a book club I like a horror book club mm-hmm. I think it's called Creepy Book Club When the Reckoning Comes by Latanya McQueen and this book is <laughs> it's another one I did as audio because I wanted to hear it in the dialect of I don't know how you listen to horror as audio I don't know I don't think I could do it I wanted to listen to it in the it's like set in the deep south and I wanted to listen to it in yeah that, oh in my that god dialect, yeah. yeah in that um accent and this book is just I mean obviously I knew what it was about so I knew it was going to be horrific so the script like the tagline here says a haunting novel about a black woman who returns to her hometown for a plantation wedding and the horror ensues as she reconnects with the blood-soaked history of the land and the best friends she left behind. So she grows up, Mira, she grows up in a town that has a plantation which is no longer in use. Yeah. However, her and all of the black families have roots to the plantation. Yeah. She, when she finishes high school, she leaves and she's like, I'm never coming back to this mm-hmm. town. So she has two best friends growing up, Jessie and Celine, and it flicks between their childhood and like the current time. Yeah. As it goes along. She always was like harboring 
a crush on Jessie. Okay. And Celine was like her best friend. And Celine's kind of like, so Celine's mixed race. And she kind of had a little bit of an easier life than Mira. Yeah. Because she could get away with yeah. being white passing. But the three of them were like peas in a pod. And then one day they decide to go to the plantation because it's rumoured to be haunted, like when they're children. Yeah. Celine doesn't go, but she goes with Jessie. She sees what she doesn't realise is a ghost. She doesn't realise at the time. Okay. The next day, a body of a white man is found dead on the property and Jessie gets arrested for it. Arresting me. Oh, okay, arresting a child for it. Of course. Yeah, arrested for murder. And yeah, and then she finished high school. She kind of fell out of touch with them both. Mm. And she moved away and followed what her mum always wanted to do, which was to make something for her life and never look back. Basically. Yeah. And then one day she gets a phone call out of the blue from Celine who's saying, Please come to my wedding. Yeah. And Mira's like, Why? Like, basically. Like, yeah, why do you want me so there? long, Baba? And but she decides she is going to go to the wedding. Now the wedding is taking place at the plantation. The plantation has recently been—it's called the Woodsman. It's recently been renovated by a white family, of course, mm-hmm. and they want to have it for like events. And this is going to be the first wedding taking place yep. there. It's only just like opened. a lot of plantations have become wedding venues in America. That's kind of well. I think mm. it sums up America actually. Yeah. And when she gets there, she finds that they treat it like a historical monument as well, but in a very disgusting way so yeah. they have exploitative yeah so they have um all of like the uh black community that live in the town basically yeah. work there now so again they end up working at the plantation for a mm-hmm. white family um and they do reenactments they are the slaves it's reenactments oh, okay. which just immediately makes you feel sick it makes mm. obviously the main character extremely uncomfortable there was an amazing quote in it that was something like i'm gonna butcher the quote this isn't exactly look it up but it was something like if i'm watching it i'm partaking in it kind of thing like, yeah um so she's very uncomfortable the wedding party so there's celine and then her older husband who is a very wealthy white man who owns like a tobacco farm or something all of the guests are very wealthy and white and then there's mira and jesse okay jesse actually works at the plantation as well um which she finds out not the it is a plant it's still a plantation at the end of it and then she's mira starts to see ghosts and it she starts seeing what happened to the slaves. And it is really hard to listen Uh to. It's really... It's very truthful. There's more to it than that, but that is kind of like the basic of it. Worst parts of humanity, basically. And Jesse is there to find out what happened, like why he went... Why yeah. this man got murdered and why he went to jail for a murder he didn't commit. Mm. Yeah, it's really sounds really good. It's, it's uncomfortable intense, yeah. from from the very start. But it's supposed to be though. Mm-hmm. It's because it's challenging. Yeah, yeah, challenging a certain narrative. Like she's literally like walking around it before the rehearsal dinner, and you know they've got like people pretending to be slaves in the field but they're not they're actually doing it actually working in the field yeah for the exhibition and some visitors come dressed up and and then Mm. there's like the there's women working in the like the laundry room and then there's like a fake like master who shouts at them for not getting stuff washed quicker and it's all supposed to just be an exhibition but it's it's Mm. it's not at the end of the day no it's still actually happening yeah like whether they are actors they are doing the field work and they are indebted to this plantation and the white family because they are jobless without it like they can't afford to live it really like when I finished it it took I don't know I I was really kind of like you sat with it for a bit yeah Yeah. especially hearing it like I guess that's one of those if you hear it audio especially in the accent as well yeah I can imagine it's quite intense. Yeah. It's such a well-written book and it very much it very much did what what it set out to do, which was to haunt you, I think. Yeah, justifiably <laughs> so. Yeah. And, yeah, it was brilliant. 
But it sounds like it would make a fantastic film. Of trigger warnings. Yeah. Yeah, as long as they didn't like glamorize it. Glamorize it or which, fetishize it. Like, which they she... love to do in Hollywood. Yeah. I absolutely love to do it. Yeah. Brilliant book. Mm. Hard. I've read, I've actually read, You've read a few some intense stuff from, recently. Yeah, that yeah. one wasn't even on the women's prize thing. Really. Yeah. Um, and the last one I read that I want to talk about is Gallant by V. Schwab. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I read this <laughs> this month. I read it as a buddy read with Roxy. Mm. So it's a YA. Oh, that was going to be my question, actually. Is the, is the Sarah J. Mass series a YA this one? Yeah, there's no sex in it. There's it's no smut. That's good. That was it. That was just my size thing. So, Gallant is a fantasy horror. Why has it been tagged as LGBTQ? <laughs> I don't remember any elements that hinted to that, but there we go. Um, yeah, so it's a fantasy horror and it's really, really good. Have okay. you seen the cover? Yes. It yes, gives me like yeah. Stranger Things vibes. Yeah, the upside, down, like upside yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. So, it follows a 16 year old who is a orphan. As all good stories are. Yeah. She is she is in this like school for girls where she was like dumped on their doorstep or whatever. Yeah. So she's never known her mum, her dad. She has no voice. Like there, there's never any discussion of like a medical reason. She just has no voice. Selective music. She's just mute. Okay. Yeah. But like it's full on mute. Like she she um hurts herself on purpose. To see if she'll scream and she doesn't. It's just okay. there's no sound at all. But there's no discussion of a medical reason. But at the same time, she's at a a, a school for girls. They probably wouldn't care either way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and luckily, there was a previous like mistress of the school who taught her sign language. Yeah. But when that mistress leaves, no one else. No, no knows sound. Her. Okay. So she's very, very like isolated and cut off. She's always bullied by the other girls at the school, etc. Uh-huh. Um. She's 16, so she's nearing the end of her time there. And her only prospects, because it's kind of... I don't know when it's set, but it's set in the past. Her only prospects are to get married or to be, like, a housemaid. Yeah. She knows no one's going to want to marry her because she can't talk. So she's she's pretty set on what her life's going to yeah. be, which is shit, basically. And the only thing she has that was found that she was dumped with, a journal. Yeah. And she reads it, and she's adamant it's... Um, her mum's journal. Yeah, yeah. So she uses it to, like, create stories of who her mum would have been and her dad and stuff. Mm. And in the physical book, um, it actually has the pages of the journal in it. So if you ever see the physical book, if you pick it up and look at the um, page edges, there's some that are black and that's the journal. And and there's loads of drawings in it and you can can read, like, the journal pages she has. And her mum's sanity... Her mum's sanity drops. Yeah. Like, it goes from kind of a little bit erratic to her mum was fucking crazy kind of thing. So, yeah, she tries to piece together who her mum was, but that's literally all she's got. So she makes up stories, etc. Oh, side note as well, she can see ghosts. Okay. As a side note. Oh, that's an important <laughs> side note. Yeah, sorry, I forgot Maybe about a that. Maybe note. <laughs> <laughs> also, she can see ghosts. <laughs> um, so, like, oh, yeah, so she's kind of haunted by ghosts. Or haunted by her past. She has no friends, she's very isolated. Yeah. One day, a letter turns up at the school, and it's from her uncle, who, obviously, okay. she knows about. Her father's oldest brother, apparently. And he is like, I've sent this letter to every orphanage I can find, blah, blah, blah. Um, I've been looking for you for years. Please come yeah, please home. Get in touch. Or... You always have a home at Gallant, which is the, the household name. Okay. And the last page in her mum's journal says, never return to Gallant or something like that. But she's like, I have no other prospects. Yeah, yeah. So I have to go. Yeah. So she goes there. Not that she has a choice. She can't talk. No one's listening to her yeah. anyway. She goes there, and her uncle's dead, and he's actually been dead for a while, so it wasn't her uncle that sent the letter. Oh, okay, and creepy. And she finds, like, the like the housemaid, I guess, I don't, and, like, the gardener, they kind of yeah. live there, and there's one person who is her cousin, and he, as soon as he sees her, is like, get out of this house, get out, you're not welcome. Yeah. And she's basically like, well, I've got nowhere else to go, so whatever. Suck it. <laughs> um, yeah, so... 
she ends up staying there even though her cousin does not want her there and there's two rules she has to follow which is don't go out after dark and always stay on the right side of the wall that runs along the estate's western edge the other side of the wall is a realm it's ancient and magical and it calls for her blood oh okay that sounds good so good so good the ishwab i like her stuff um yeah i was thinking the only other thing i read by her is the adi the rue that was her wasn't it mm. i've not read the dark shade of magics the darker shade of whatever series yet no i haven't read it yet but like everything i see online tells me i'll probably yeah. like it yeah same. <laughs> so yeah that was another great book and You've so i've a had good, a bit of a ghosty you, month yeah. as well you usually save this for the um, October month. All these will be Rex in October. <laughs> Halloween Rex. We'll recycle these yeah, later. We'll just, I'll just actually take these clips and just reuse them. We'll just patch them back together. But yeah, so that is my little... Yeah, you've done oh, You've done so good lately. Yeah, so the, it's been all been very um, soul-destroying, depressing and ghosty. Just taking it easy on yourself. Yeah, you know. So, do it yourself, kindly. Love it. You read... Um, how to keep house as well didn't you i've not finished it i'm just kind of picking it yeah. up and putting it down and yeah it's a lot of opening chapters weren't they mm. yeah. yeah yeah kind of broke me a bit yeah and then i put it down for a bit and it's like it's quite a fast pace so it kind of like breaks you real quick and yeah. then it's like okay yeah. and then it's how we fix and it moving on <laughs> yeah i was telling like i don't know if i told you this i was telling my mum about it because i was reading it at hers and she was yeah. like why are you crying over a book and i was like it's just, I, I, d- I don't even know how to, she does it so quickly. She kind of just like I was cuts suddenly you right just like, to the what? point, like yeah. And then I explained what the book was, and she was like, "Why are you climbing over a cleaning book?" And I was like, "I don't think you'll understand." Yeah, and blah, blah. And then I just kind of briefly explained the book, and then I said, "And I got it for Nick to read as well because he has ADHD." So I was like, "It might be good for him to read." Yeah. And my mum was like, why would he want to read a bitch book? And I was like, what the hell is a bitch book? And she was like, books written for women. And I was like, why is this written for women? She's like, because it's about cleaning the house. And I was like, oh, what age do you live in, mum? Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously. And also, please don't refer to me as a bitch. I can refer to myself as a bitch, but you cannot. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's because it's not, it's not aimed at women or men in particular is that anyone with executive dysfun- dysfunction mm. but then she does include tidbits for if you are a mum with a family she like she includes that as like different examples she, but she does different family dynamics like whether you're a person living alone or a person with a partner like regardless of their gender like when it, she was doing a bit about how she had everything planned for her second child and it all went wrong i was like <laughs> my heart goes out to you love yeah yeah I think she had her second in COVID, didn't yeah. she? Yeah. So she had planned she was going to have like family members come by and stop by. She was going to have meals delivered. She was going to have a cleaner. Someone come do the laundry. Yeah. And then she None was isolated. And her husband was working away. Yeah. And she was just isolated with a toddler and a newborn. And yeah. I was like, that sounds like fucking hell. Yeah. <sighs> like, I can't, anyone who was like a parent, a fresh new parent in COVID must have been, ugh. I feel especially like, well, not especially. I, it must have been awful for everyone, but I do. My heart goes out to those people that it was their first child, and them to give birth alone, or like only at the exact moment where they were going to give birth, and people, their birthing like, partner come no in. No one could meet the baby. Yeah, I just you're think, afraid to take your kid anywhere, and like, afraid to go out the house. Imagine those. This is going to be dark, but I do think about this a lot. Like imagine those people who gave birth; they can, they were not able to have their parents meet their child, yeah. and then perhaps their parents they died lost their parents, and yeah. I just think lost grandparents who didn't get to meet yeah. the kid like you know like their grandparents not their child's grandparents yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of thing yeah I mean uh, it's uh, it's horrible regardless but I think when children are involved you I become uh, since I've become a mum I've yeah. become more aware of how quickly time passes mm. and how short we have how short the time we have with people actually is yeah. and I think that when you become a parent it hits you in a different way because then you've got a physical there's like a physical measuring at. stick of like yeah, yeah like how many years my have son passed. is four yeah he's going to school yeah how yeah he how? looks like a whole little person yeah. now like like he has his own opinions on yeah. like, who are you <laughs> he picks his clothes he picks his food yeah. and i'm like 
but you and because I'm pregnant at the minute as well mm. I keep thinking but you were just a baby that just had mummy milk ago, for yeah. so long like what are you doing a minute ago you were a baby and now like when I say to him when baby's born I won't be able to do any of this stuff for you you yeah. won't have to rely on dad because he hates asking dad for anything it's like you can do it and I'm like no because if this baby is anything like you I will be holding it 24-7 and it will be attached to my boob 24-7 <laughs> and then I was, and then it just reminds me that yeah. he's a person now it's a whole look like it's like when I saw my friend's daughter for the first time in a while and I was like when did you grow up like when did you become like a little like you were you were like a toddler that was just like echoing everything your mum said and now you're like a whole nother person making your own jokes and like asking questions and arguing and, with mum yeah having this whole little you cheeky have personality yeah. yeah and i was it's like just, i think they're just such um they're such a a, a visual reminder of yeah, how fast time the is. taller they get the more they yeah the more they become like the whole own people it's kind of with heart- their own it's friends really heartbreaking actually. yeah i don't know i just I, yeah, could, I, I could never explain motherhood. It's just a really weird. I seen thing. I was like for some reason I just follow a lot of mums on TikTok. Mm. I just find it interesting. And then yeah, there's one on there that talks about that. Like, like it needs to be talked about more. How much you like almost mourn your your kids as you, like they get older. Yeah, like you mourn the bit that came before. Yeah, and you just have, you have just to goes too constantly quickly. adjust. Yeah, it's just. Oh, I know. So yeah, just on that lovely depressing <laughs> note. Well, this my whole reading this month. I know, like, wow. How am I still smiling? (laughs) And mine is just like, oh, it's like she's assassin, and she's she's... yours sounded fun. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're good fun books. I also read some smart, so you know, yeah, just to break it up a little bit. Yeah, you got to, you know, (laughs) slavery, smart, (laughs) rape, (laughs) smart. Uh, domestic just keeping abuse. it light. <laughs> oh, Self-harm, suicide, smart. Uh, I'm, I'm all over the place. This is why I've just decided I'm a mood reader. Yeah, you are just a mood reader. Read whatever you I'm just all over the place at the minute. Yeah. Like, there was like, I did do a, a kind of rough, what I wanted to read this month, and it was basically the six shortlist yeah i'm not going to read all six of them this month but yeah. I'll, I'll be making a good way through them mm. um i'll probably finish off reading at least five of them i think mm. and um that's why i, need, I do my tbr yeah. list 10 in advance yeah i need to start mm. doing something like that and then Breaks i was like my bit. buddy read that was pretty much my list for this yeah week, this month because i've just been to be fair you're like your picks get picked for you because of all the things you do like the round robin yeah the arcs and the buddy roots yeah like i'm really excited to get zodiac academy that'll uh-huh. be coming like next month sometime yeah yeah i've got some good books coming up with that and uh-huh. then and then all of the the creepy book club books coming up and then really obviously good. once Bubba's here and you'll be doing night feeds and stuff There'll be some good audios that you'll get through probably during yeah. that. That's what you did with the first, isn't it? No, I remember you. I watched um, all of Shameless. <laughs> I feel like I remember us talking. Oh, I did you. a lot of audio books when I was taking them for walks. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I feel like I remember us talking about you doing a lot of audio. That was when I really got into audio books. Because mm. I was taking him for like two, two and a half hour walks a day. Not in one go, but yeah. two walks. They were usually about an hour and a half each. And I just really got into audiobooks and yeah. that was it I've never looked back really yeah I really like them for like I'll listen to them at the gym now mm. when I'm working when I'm walking and like I don't like I don't always want to listen to music just blasting noise out my head no so, and like if I'm doing household chores I'm, I would much rather listen to like a podcast mm. or a book yeah um, me too and like me and my son listen to audiobooks in the car, so we've been going through. Yeah, like, I used to do that with my mum when I was younger. Yeah, because he does chapter books now, where we read a chapter Hello. before bed. He was asking about Harry Potter the other day, and I was like, mm, I still feel like you're a bit too young for Harry. Yeah, I think they are chunky books. Yeah, and they deal with quite deep stuff once that you was get what I was once thinking. you get past like the third one, it does start to get quite. Yeah, although if we did a chapter a night. It's not like we would be there. No, but, it would take you a while. But I was thinking, I would, to make it a bit more interesting, I would probably do like the illustrated books. Mm. But then I don't really want his hands touching the illustrated books. Yeah. And I wouldn't do, I wouldn't let him touch the Mina Lena ones because he would destroy those. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, he, I don't know why he asked about Harry Potter. Maybe someone at school mentioned it. Mm. Or maybe because I talk about it quite a lot, actually. Yeah, it's we're making a bit of a comeback, in it? Yeah. So yeah, that, that no. was it, really. Depression Station this month. <laughs> I recommend them all. <laughs> Brilliant. Cool. We will see you next week for an episode to be determined. Yep, that we haven't planned yet. <laughs> Well, you have planned it. Yeah, you? but I don't know where it is. Yeah, <laughs> off the top of my head. I, I never checked the list. I just trust her. She I was think, like, "Oh, yeah, next week we'll be doing some indie releases. I have a good collection." Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, there we go. See, she's on it. Yep. And I just was like, "Yeah, okay, <laughs> I'll do that." So, okay, please like, subscribe, leave a review, follow. Thank please. you. Love you. Bye. Maybe more as a friend, more than a friend. Um, if you review us. <laughs> yeah, my I'll... love is conditional. <laughs> This love is finite and it's determined by what rating you give us. (laughs) (laughs) Bye bye! Can I eat Doritos without it being loud? No. No. You can, it's the rustle no, of the bag. No, that's fine, I'm going to put them down. Do you want to, now that we've discussed it, do you want to quickly have some and then we can start again? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm really trying my best. Okay, <laughs> go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you know when to, when to cut till. <laughs> Just keep it in. <laughs> at that at the end, just you eating Doritos. <laughs> um, it'll be like IT crowd when at the end they just have me eating an apple for ages. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hang on. Oh, this is not the ASMR <laughs> no. we want. We want okay, this isn't one of those mukbang channels. Mm, I know. Oh. I'm a little bit hungover, guys. I don't think we've told you that in this episode, so... Um... They're going to be like, you've been hungover for three weeks. Oh, yeah, no, I was recording them all in one I day. I wasn't hungover for three weeks in a row. This is all one consecutive day. <laughs> We're doing bulk recording. We need right. to okay. prepare for a pregnant Back on birth. topic. I'll stop being right. annoying. Let's go.